We begin today by revisiting a question that was asked in our last episode, but maybe never really got answered. I tell you some of my favorite Christmas specials and what they're trying to tell us about this season. I tell you a story from the balcony above what was arguably the most critically acclaimed Broadway musical of the last 30 years. And all of this is on the way to answering the question, can we answer Charlie Brown's question? Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest, and you're invited along for the journey. In our last episode, we introduced five current theories about how the Christmas story might have gone a little differently than we learned as children. We visited Charlie Brown as he finally acknowledged that he doesn't know what Christmas is all about. So I thought I might have passed that one too quickly in our last episode. Perhaps we should take a moment to make sure Charlie Brown gets his answer. So sorry, but didn't Linus answer that question rather clearly? Well, he did redirect the focus back to the original Christmas narrative. But still, here's what I want to ask. Do we know what that story is all about? Oh. Well, I think it's kind of self-evident. I mean, I believe everyone has at least that much figured out. Which is truly the perfect response right here, because I think most people would agree with you. So let me start by telling a story that has nothing to do with Christmas or even Christianity. Now, my wife says that when I speak, I often start with an illustration that is so far afield from my subject matter, she actually at times fears for my ability to bring it all back around in the end. This may be another one of those moments. So here's the story. Back at the height of its popularity, the musical Hamilton was running on Broadway, and my mother announced to my father that all she wanted for her birthday was to see Hamilton. Now, at this particular time, my parents were in their mid-80s, and they were fortunate enough to live in New York City so they could go whenever tickets were available. And my father, after quite a bit of work, eventually managed to snag two well, rather expensive tickets to the show. As it turned out, the only tickets available were in the balcony section. And when they got to their seats at the show, they noticed that almost everyone sitting around them in the balcony was seemingly in their 70s and 80s. Now, the truth is, when you think about it a little bit, it kind of makes sense, right? I mean, the tickets had gotten so expensive at that point that there aren't many 20 or 30 year olds that can afford them. And those 20 and 30 year olds who could afford them had probably splurged to be closer to the stage. So the balcony was filled with people who could afford to pay for their tickets, but were not so enamored with the play that they were willing to pay anything to sit up front. So older people. Now, my parents obviously knew who Alexander Hamilton was, but they had not listened to the musical beforehand. They hadn't listened to any of the music beforehand. This performance they were attending was going to be their experiencing everything about this musical for the first time, right then as it unfolded on the stage. So when the intermission arrived, both my parents were, well, they were confused. They were having difficulty following the words and therefore the storyline, so much so that dad turns to mom and the first thing he says to her during this intermission break is, Okay, which one is Hamilton? 
Mom was evidently struggling at that point, and she wasn't sure. Evidently, several of the people around them had heard their question, and the man behind them thought it was funny that they were so confused, and he said rather confidently to them, it's the guy in red. Someone else said, no, it's not, and offered a different opinion. Dad's question had revealed an interesting fact. Most of the people in the balcony had varying opinions about which one was Hamilton, and for the most part, no one was absolutely sure. Now, almost every single one of those people who answered thought they had a handle on who Hamilton was in this musical. But given that there was actually only one actor playing Hamilton, the vast majority of them, well, didn't really know. I like this story because I think it's a great reflection of and a metaphor for our relationship with potentially a lot of stories, a lot of things in life. And in this case, of course, I relate it to our relationship with the Christmas story. We think we know what the Christmas story is about, but but do we really? I think Charlie Brown's question, therefore, at the end of the Charlie Brown Christmas special, when he is so frustrated, he asks the question, does anybody know what Christmas is really all about. I think his question becomes the central question for the Christmas season for Christians. Do you, do you as a Christian, know what Christmas is really all about? Now, for those of us who are Christians, we watch the Christmas story, the Christmas season, unfold before us every year, and there are countless voices surrounding us with different opinions as to what this season is all about. Look, one of my all-time favorite Christmas specials is the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and it tells us what Christmas is all about. It wonderfully reminds us that Christmas is not about decorations or food or presents. When the Grinch stole all of those things, the decorations, the food, the presents, the trees, all of it, when the Grinch stole all of those things and stood on the mountaintop waiting for the Who's reaction down in Whoville, after they discovered that Christmas wasn't coming, he heard them start to sing. And what he really wanted to hear, being the Grinch, was he wanted to hear them begin to cry. He wanted to hear them say literally, boo-hoo. Poo-poo to the who's, he was Grinchly humming. They're finding out now that no Christmas is coming. They're just waking up. I know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open a minute or two. Then the who's down in Whoville will all cry, boo-hoo. But that wasn't what he heard. He heard the sound coming over the snow, but it wasn't what he expected. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. Means a little bit more. So the TV show has some words not found in the book, and they go on to make the point as to what Christmas is all about. Welcome, Christmas. Bring your cheer. Cheer to all who's far and near. Christmas Day is in our grasp, so long as we have hands to clasp. Christmas Day will always be just as long as we have we. Welcome Christmas while we stand, heart to heart and hand in hand. So Christmas is really all about holding hands. Oh yeah, and I can prove it. Remember that famous Christmas song by the Beatles? Um, do you mean Blue Christmas? You're messing with me, right? Blue Christmas is Elvis. No, I'm talking about the one 
true meaning of Christmas. This one. don't think that song ever mentions Christmas. No, but it sure has a lot of hand-holding, doesn't it? Okay, I think you've lost me. All right, to be fair, that's kind of the point at this point. Look, I love Christmas. I love the season leading up to Christmas. I love Rudolph and the Grinch and It's a Wonderful Life and White Christmas, Frosty the Snowman, Miracle on 34th Street, the original one, of course, and countless others. And it seems to me like there are a couple of themes that most Christmas specials come back to. First, Christmas meaning the weeks preceding it and the actual day itself, is a magical time of year in which wonderful and surprising things can happen. Number two, this is a season about family coming together. Now, that can be biological family or just chosen family, but there's a heavy emphasis on making sure that you make time for your family, the important people in your life. Number three, nostalgia. One of the more popular Christmas movies is The Christmas Story, and it perfectly captures this. It's simply a remembering of Christmas through the heartwarming lens of nostalgia. There's a heavy dose in the movies of Christmas used to be wonderful. Let's get back to those wonderful times. Finally, any form of community is what Christmas is all about. And I don't dislike any of these themes, but when Charlie Brown literally cries out for someone to tell him what Christmas is all about. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? He isn't looking for family or nostalgia or hand-holding or the magic of the season. He gets that it doesn't come from a store. He just isn't sure what it is really about. So Linus tells him the story from the Gospel of Luke. Mary gives birth to Jesus in the town of Bethlehem, and angels go tell the shepherds that they should get themselves down to see this thing that's happened in Bethlehem. So there's a lot going on. There's a census. There's a couple that's going through some hardship. They're trying to find a place with enough room for them to give birth to their new child. Angels in the field, shepherds who come to visit, and all of these are window dressing. The virginity of Mary, the angels, the shepherds, the unwed conception of this child, these are all things we love to talk about when describing this story. Oh, and the manger. Oh, what a beautiful scene. But they're all distracting details rather than the essence of this moment, the essence of the Christmas story. Interestingly, I looked at quite a few Christian sites that were revealing or claiming to reveal the true meaning of Christmas. And I have to say, I disagreed with just as many of them as I did the secular Christmas specials. One said that the true meaning of Christmas is hope. Another said the essence of Christmas is joy. A third said the true message of Christmas is to be placed on the divinity of of Jesus. Everything about this story was focusing on the godness of Jesus. Look, the primary reoccurring difficulty for God and humanity is kind of a gulf that develops between God and continues to develop between God and humanity. Some of us would say that it's caused by original sin. Others would say that it's kind of a natural product of our finite nature compared to God's infinite and seemingly at times unknowable vastness. Christmas is, to me, in the end, God's attempt to close that 
gap. In the end, God wanted so badly to be known by us, to be in an intimate relationship with us, that God, the infinite creator of the universe, did the most strange thing. God was born into this world as an infant, just like each of us was. So the point of the birth of Christ was and continues to be, I'm here. I've been born into your world so I can be known by you in your lives. Now, can there be other messages that are given through the Christmas story? Sure, of course there can. But in the end, I think the primary message from God is that you are known and loved. Through the Christmas story, God says so profoundly, do I want you to understand this, that I became human. I took your form and became flesh and lived in your midst so that you would be certain of what I'm trying to say. Because from this moment on and every moment in the future, I want you to remember that I am here in your life and you are loved. That's all for today. May your Christmas be filled with a profound sense of God's presence and love. And I hope in the midst of that, you get a chance to share some of that loving presence with others along the way. And if you want to get in touch with me to respond to this podcast or offer an idea for a future episode, my email address is dan at skypilot.zone. And as always, I would love to hear from you. And on your spiritual journey, may you ask questions, seek answers, and boldly go wherever the quest takes you. Thanks for joining us here today and being part of the SkyPilot Faith Quest community. This is a great place to ask questions you wouldn't feel comfortable or safe asking in other places. And remember, the sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions.